What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio, the best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is October 15th, 2019. You are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Podomatic Radio. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us, and for that, we appreciate you. We're your host, the Heartbreak Kid, Michael Hill, and the Arcade, Ryan K. How you doing, my man? I'm doing pretty good. Um, you know, just um, you know, just been kind of chilling out, bouncing around from place to place. Um, you know, hanging out with the lady friend, mm-hmm. hanging out with the boys, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, just trying to kind of balance my life and work, friends, girlfriend, just that kind yeah. of stuff, podcast. It's, 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 it's a hard thing to do. Yeah, I mean, it's not exactly easy, but... Um, it makes life interesting. It does. It does. It does indeed. And it keep, keeps you busy. And, and when you do have those quiet moments, like people, people complain about being bored a lot. I, I enjoy those. Um, I feel I feel pretty good about it. Yeah, you know. So I like I need those boring moments. Yeah, exactly. I I really relish that quiet time and that like me time and that to, solitude. Mm-hmm. I I relish that stuff. So you know, but uh, but yeah, man. So uh, nah, yeah. I like me. I was just I was just chilling as always. Yeah, yeah. I like ain't nothing special going on over here. Yeah, man. I like you know. Yeah, I like the. It's like that sometimes. I guess you guys think that you know we just be out hitting the town every fucking weekend. Yeah, that. that <laughs> but it, it ain't popping off like nah, that. God no, God no. That's not my. That's not my move. That'll never be my move. I was like last week. I was a. Uh, I was ripping. Um, I, I kind of made an illusion to like. Yeah, bartenders love my bartenders at my certain bars. Love me, but they don't be seeing my ass like that. Yeah. So like I don't. I don't stay out there doing stupid shit like that. Uh, I got other priorities than being drunk at a bar all, all the damn the time. time. So you even, know. even though it was fun, though. Oh yeah, for sure, for I, sure. 
I might, I might pick a weekend to do. I might do that the weekend I move in my crib. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I like it. Just depends on how how quick everything gets gets set up together. But yeah, um, so we have an awesome show for you guys today. We're gonna be answering your questions. We're gonna be talking about NFL football, and I'm so happy my ass eating quarterback is back. Nice. But but what 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 a difference you know a decent quarterback makes to an offense. Who fucking knew? Yeah, man, you isn't know? that crazy? Isn't yeah, that crazy? Like, you know? Also, isn't it crazy how like the Vikings score a lot of points when they throw the ball to Stephon Diggs? <laughs> isn't that weird? How that works? <laughs> You throw the ball to one of the best receivers in football, and good shit happens. Yeah, yeah, you know he has a he has like three touchdowns on our sixty-seven like yards. One of the best wide receiver tandems in football. Yeah, isn't that weird? You yeah. throw the ball to them, and like you score points. Strange. You know, really it, is, it is also strange how Zach Brown, like you know, got released today. Oh man, that was funny. Yeah, uh, Zach Brown was the guy that was talking shit on Kirk Cousins, being like, "Yeah, man, he's the weakest part of the Vikings." Blah 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 blah. He's a guy that you won't throw in the ball. Duh, 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 duh. You know, and, like, he, I don't know what kind of game he had, but Kirk Cousins hasn't had a bad game, and he wanted to be a little bitch and not talk about it. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, he's out the league. You talked yourself out of the league. You talked yourself off your team at the very least. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Like, my thing funny. is, you could have at least said like. He had to be. I was like, he had a good game. Yeah. Well, like in the story next. Yeah, question. man. Yeah, man. That, that's that, 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 that's mad. That that shit talk blows up in your face sometimes, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. So you know. That's why you see the Patriots never do it. Yep. I like mm-hmm. Bill Belichick won't allow it. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things I do respect about him. But you know, well, like, we're gonna be talking football soon. But first, we're gonna be talking about this NLCS, which I know the arcade is extremely happy about because the Cardinals are well, getting slacked. Well, it's weird because on the one level, I am very happy about it, but it's like, yo, I'm pulling for Stalin over Hitler, essentially. You know what I mean? Which I don't hate the Nationals like I did. Yeah, because Bryce Harper's just because Bryce Harper's not there. <laughs> But yeah. at the same time, I, I know you viewers. I know in, in y'all perfect world, just imagine like if Bryce Harper was here. That that's entertainment. I kind of wish Bryce Harper was here because I would love to see. Because the, the two things you hate probably more than anything outside of maybe the Packers, which we'll get to them later. Yeah, <laughs> the three things they hate. No, actually, there's a lot of things you hate. Oh yeah, I'm a hateful dude. Man. I like to say you hate the you hate the Nationals, you hate Bryce Harper, you hate the Cardinals, you hate Aaron Rodgers, you hate the Packers, and I think you hate LeBron James or LeBron I, James fans. I hate LeBron James fans. I don't really have a problem with LeBron James, not anymore, anyways, because the landscape of the league's completely changed. Yeah, he ain't the only dude team hopping anymore. Yeah, you know, he's not the only one that has a super team. Yeah, exactly. So like, I ain't even that mad about it anymore. But uh, but yeah, man, fucking um. So, all right, let's let's just talk about this. So, all right, the oh, bra- which is crazy because we got a spe- we got a special you know Cardinals fan to hit us up in the questions. Oh uh, well, well, we're gonna address you later, buddy. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna have a bad time. Yeah, about that, you're gonna have a bad time. You might not want to listen to this podcast. Yeah. So, um, all right. So basically, the Cardinals um, they hung a ten run. First inning on the Braves it was so awful, <laughs> uh, but it was you know I called it. I was like, man, yeah, we're not gonna, week, we're not gonna, the, we're not gonna beat them. I was like, and sure enough, you know they had, um, um, you know they had this great, great outrun, outpour uh, against us. Um, you know, put up just Matt like Fulty looked rough. Then Freed came in and shit the bed, and it was just a bad time. So, you know, they put up a 10 spot, and they broke a, uh, it was a, you know, like I said, it was a postseason record. 
for most runs scored in the first inning. Of course. And, and it was and crazy. It happened and, it, and it was one of those things where it's like, well, of course Atlanta's on the bad side of that record and St. Louis is on the good side of that record. Of course. And, you know, final was 13-1, I believe. <laughs> it, I didn't watch. The good thing, I'll say this, it was funny for, for the Braves. Um, I'll say this. Um, it was good to kind of have the outcome be decided. Already. Already. Um, and, uh, you know, me not having to... Watch this bullshit. Yeah, exactly. I was just like... Um, so, you know, like I said, it was just one of those things where... Uh, I, I know it was funny because, you know, a friend of the show, Cody Can, said on Twitter... I don't know his Twitter handle, but you guys, that's a good follow. Um, it's at just Cody Can. Yeah, I like That's a great follow. You should most definitely follow that guy. He was sitting on Twitter. Does anybody have a picture of the crying Jordan face with a Braves hat on it? So Because I know his, his uh, profile picture was Tiger Woods wearing the Braves hat. And I kind of like that picture. So I was like, you know what? That kind of Tiger Woods picture is kind of great. I'm trying to pull up the tweet. But he put, uh, he said something about, I need something like, you know what I'm saying, to drown my tears and my sorrow or something yeah. like that. So I ended up finding him a Michael Jordan uh, crying face with like a Braves jersey and a Braves hat. Yeah, man. And he made his profile picture. And it still and it still <laughs> is. Still there. I don't want to. I want to know how long that's gonna be. There. Yeah, man. So uh, that's great. So well, I appreciate you, Cody Cam. But uh, so yeah, I felt like it was necessary to point out that to talk about the biggest byline in this NLCS. So the they were str- they were struggling to score runs. Their score, they were struggling to drive in runs with runners in scoring position against us a lot of the series. Yeah. Outside of game five, obviously. But there was like, there was a stat that basically just uh, was talking about, um, you know, um, like I said, there was a stat talking about the batting average of the Braves and the Cardinals with runners in scoring positions. It was like pathetic. Like, both teams were batting, like, 150 combined. <laughs> it was pathetic. Neither of them could drive in runs. It's about the Braves or the... The both, the oh. Cardinals. Uh, um, so, um, um, you know, anyways. Um, so, yeah, man. Basically, um, that was a big storyline. So, you know, they have their five, fifth game. Um, explosive output, whatever. And, you know, it was all fine, well, and good. You know, it was horrible for Braves fans. After this, though, they just have not... They went right back. And it literally... They had, before this game, four hits total in this series. Four hits. Against the Nationals? Yeah. And so, like, they had... So, Anibal Sanchez took a no-hitter seven and two-thirds, which is into the eighth inning. Max Scherzer took a no-hitter into the sixth. Mm Mm-hmm. It was just ludicrous. Like, they just couldn't do anything. And it's that same thing that I always say, man. This is the only way you can flatten the Cardinals. But I think the Cardinals might have expounded and used up all their luck and cheese against the Braves. (laughs) Which is kind of funny to me. So, like, I'm like, yeah, y'all would rather win this CS game. Fuck you. You know, NLDS. I'm glad. I'm yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Y'all would rather won this fucking CS game than this DS game. So, you know, but um, so just the overwhelming starting pitching of the Nationals has been the big story. Like, um, you know, like again, and Strasburg put up another one. He 
he had like 12 Ks and seven innings pitched. Um, and the Nationals scored eight runs. Yeah. Like the Nationals offense is playing pretty well. Um, they've been ever, ever since that wild card game, they've been on a roll. Yeah. They've been they've been Mitch and Max selection stuff with their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Even though their bullpen's a little rough. They've been making Davy Martinez has done a good job of managing it and doing like it's he's done a masterful job this entire postseason. I have a ton of respect to tip of the cap, honestly. Um, so again, the byline is the Cardinals. No, there's almost nothing to talk about with them at all. At, not at this, this moment. Yeah, in in this series. But because, but no, but no one Cardinal cheese. They'll come back and well, like, well they'll win. Series. They'll probably they, they, they're not going to win this series. And I would I would I would be shocked, genuinely shocked. I've seen I've seen. I've, I've hey seen man, I've seen, I've seen three one. I've never seen 3-0. They have three straight games in Washington after this. Ooh. I think. I think. Um, or they, you know, they might. Like I said, I can't remember. I, yeah, no. it's three. They have three straight games in Washington. I thought the game today was in Washington. Well, yeah. yeah. Two games after this one. That's, that's my fault. You're absolutely right. So, yeah, they all they have to do is win one out of two. And it doesn't even get back to St. Louis. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, which it's hard to win three games in a row, but when you take the first two games from them... In their house. In their house, and then you win the first game, all the pressure is on St. Louis. Yeah. They are going to be pressing. Flaherty lost, so who are you going to have... Who are you going to put out there? Uh, Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, you can't really put out... I mean, you're going to put out Miles Michaelis again... Uh, well, and that was the other thing, too, for um, the Nationals. They were a little bit better equipped to kind of go into a... They're more battle test. They just got dumb dealing with the Dodgers. Well, yeah, and but, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not scared of shit right now. But the other thing, too, is they literally have a situation where they're kind of... Um, what's, what's, the, what's the word I'm looking for? They had a little bit more... Because they have more depth yeah. and more legitimate starting pitching, there is just less like... So, both games went to a five-game series. It hurt the Nationals much less to go to a five-game series than it did the Cardinals. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So, like, you know, Miles Michaelis is a guy with a low four ERA. Um, Hudson is a guy with a low four ERA. Wainwright is a guy with a low four ERA, and Jack Flaherty was the best pitcher in the majors after the All Star break. But his inexperience is showing in this postseason. Like you know, he did a really good job in Game Five, but in Game One, you know, he gave up a three spot. You know, he he had a okay start, but it wasn't you know he struck out a lot of guys. But so he couldn't get no he couldn't get no run support. Yeah, because Fulty slammed the door in his face. But, um, so, again, it was just one of those things, just watching it unfurl the way that it did. I feel like, um, ultimately, like, the Cardinals just almost have zero chance. Yeah. And and that makes you feel good. Oh, that makes me feel great in my <laughs> heart. And that's a sad thing that I'm pulling for the Nationals. But you know what? They Nationals never won shit. That is just how much I dislike the this, that's how much I dislike the St. Louis Cardinals. 
I dislike the St. Louis Cardinals more than I dislike a team that used to have in my and that that is in my division. That is insane to me. That that's how much I dislike the Cardinals. But um, yeah, man. Like I said, this series pretty much is over. The Cardinals would have to win four straight games. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. But if anybody could... If anybody could, could do it, it would be them. If you're a Nationals fan, you just want to close it out. Fucking yeah, next you, game. Like, you need to squeeze the life out. You don't need to give these bastards any you don't want, room. Yeah, no wiggle room. Like I said, you have to flatten them. You have to step on their neck. That's how you have to beat them. They, just, they, don't, they don't go away. Otherwise, they hang around. They generate luck more so than any franchise I've ever seen. This is how you have to deal with them. You just fucking throttle them to death, and that's how you you deal with them. At the end of at the end of the fucking day, they you just you can't no hope, no nothing. You know what I mean? You just can't do it. So uh, again, man, um, I've been really impressed with the Nationals this postseason. Um, yeah, because we watched that wild card game against uh, the, Brewers, yeah. the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah, which is a magical comeback for them. Yeah, that helped I, them get momentum going into the Dodgers and series. And they've been riding it ever since. Yeah, man. Because I, I remember I was looking at you like, this might be the start of something here. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, and I was like, well, it's the Dodgers. I mean, they're really good. Who knows? And uh, so, um, ultimately, I had no idea. But, uh, like I said, it got ugly quick for the Cardinals in this game. And, uh, and fuck, fine, they need that. Yeah, I mean, like, it just... But that shit like that doesn't happen to him them soon. No, no, it really doesn't. Very, very often. You know, like I said, and... It's about as good as ugly for them as it's about to get ugly for this guy who we're about to flame later on in the show. Oh, yeah, man. So, I mean, like it, I said... It's going to get that kind of level ugly. Yeah, man. It, well, it's already been that kind of ugly, but we're going to top it. Yeah, man. I mean... And then the other thing, too, man, is... Strasburg, you know, came out just dealing. I mean, struck out Dexter Fowler on three pitches. You know, Adam Eaton finally driving in some runs, doing yeah. some shit. Yeah, Howie yeah. Kendrick continues to be the spark plug for this team with runners in scoring position. He's he set a um, Nationals Expos record for like hits in the postseason with runners in scoring position. Yeah. Um, Marcelo Zuna dropped a ball. That Rendon kind of flew out. It should have been a fly out. He's been making plays this uh, yeah, series. Yeah, too. and Ozuna, Ozuna basically. Um, yeah, yeah. Rendon had a really good fucking uh, defensive play um, at one point in this game. But yeah, like I said, Harry Kendrick drove in like bottom of the third. He drove in two more runs. He's just and he was the guy that literally put away the Dodgers game. I mean, he he hit the grand slam. Yeah, it's five hits with runners in scoring position, and it's most for this franchise. In their history, because the Expos and Nats haven't really had a a lot of postseason kind of experience, yeah. but you know, and then he, you know, like I said, Kendrick has just had a really good postseason for them, and he's been one of their big spark plug guys, you know, because you always need a guy to get like laser hot like yeah, this, like a guy that nobody expects to get hot. You know, they continue to get con- contributions from Ryan Zimmerman. You know, uh, he's still out there hitting. That's what I'm saying, man. Like it just, they're they're managing to work around their bullpen too, because their starters are just doing such a good job. Yeah. You know, they're going six and seven every time, like of low stress ball. You know. Yeah, they would have to. They yeah, they have to. Like if I'm the Nationals, I get this. 
so uh, since my pitch is uh, pitching so well, I like I need to shut the door so I can give those guys some rest. Yeah. For whoever, uh, whoever uh, I meet in the World Series, whether it be the Yankees or mm-hmm. the uh, Astros. Yep. Yeah. Which, like, like if they're in pro- they're in the best position than anybody. Yeah. Yep. Um, Strasburg had a crazy stat. He had 12 Ks on uh, all of his strikeouts were on off-speed pitches. That's most of any career start he's ever had. That's a really crazy stat. His changeup was live. So, um, you know, again, like I said, I, um, you know, again, this warms my heart to an extent. I can't, I can't fully be excited about it because I can't fully pull for a team in my division. I will be pulling for the AL winner (laughs) of, make no mistake about it, ladies and gentlemen. And I, yes, that includes the Yankees. I will be pulling for the Yankees. If they go, let's not let like let's not get it twisted. But for the moment, Washington fans, I am right there with you. Fuck St. Louis, they're the worst. So, and I'm glad you are fucking sunning them. It's amazing. It's great. It's really good. Without Bryce Harper, y'all are better without him. It's crazy, isn't it? Y'all get rid of Bryce Harper. Y'all won your first postseason series. And y'all are on the verge of winning your first CS. And going to your first trip to the World, World series. series. And you could possibly win your first World Series yeah. a year after he's gone. Yeah, God, that would be so funny. That, 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 I can at least, just... even, it, even it, though I'll be pulling for the AL winner, I can at least appreciate the comedy of Bryce Harper leaving and you guys winning a World Series. That's great. I will laugh about it with you. At the very least, on that one level, yeah, just for the I will fact, enjoy it. I like, I know you guys like Bryce Harper, and like, you know, it was a business, and you guys aren't really tripping about it because you know, Robles, Robles Soto, Soto, you guys Redone, are, yeah, you guys are fine. You know, what I'm saying like you had to pay those guys, so mm-hmm. you know, the money you're gonna give Bryce Harper, you needed to pay those guys, and you guys made the right decision. So I know you're, you guys, I know you guys aren't mad about Bryce Harper getting his money. He deserves it. He's a fucking star. In the long run, you guys are you guys are the winners because you guys are on the verge of going to the World Series, and Bryce Harper is watching you guys go to the World Series. So, yep, yep, there you go. So there you go. So coming up next, I like is our quote of the week, and we're gonna be talking Week Six in the NFL. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard, Automatic Radio. Oh hi, do mother owe you money? Have you been in an accident? Let me represent you here at Dashy and Dashy. We promise to get you cashy in a flashy. What? Oh, the tech. I'm leaving this shit on. You know how much this shit costs? I'm taking this shit right back after this commercial. I know what you're thinking. Dashy, how do I know you are the right lawyer for me? Don't listen to me. Listen to my satisfied clientele. Dashy got me 1.6 billion on my malpractice. He even threw in some duct tape, a bag of Skittles, and this free rush card. Not to mention the boy cute as hell. Hey, boo. Uh, Dashy got me $66 million for my accident. God damn, he look like you ain't never recover. Lady! Dashy got me $200 and an iPad for my slip and fall accident. I, I mean, the iPad was used, but... Anyway, um, here is another one of my satisfied clientele. Yo, the homie Dashy got me $3.3 jillion on my lawsuit. Still not satisfied? Maybe one of my celebrity friends could change your mind. Yo, it's your boy Hover, and you know Dashy helped me get all that cake, 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 cake. 
He the only reason I could make Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> How you think I got Justin Timberlake? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your boy. Thank you, Dashie. Ho. You can sue mother for damn near anything nowadays, including slip and fall, car accident, he stole my girl, or she stole my man. Got caught cheating, but I still want to sue though. That mother ate my lunch and it had my name on it too. Borrowed my Super Nintendo back in the day and still ain't returned it yet. Didn't follow me on Twitter. Didn't double tap my pics on Instagram and many more. Haven't been in an accident? That's okay. Hit us up. Let us know where you gonna be at and what time. We'll show up and make sure you get into one. Sure, you gonna be in a lot of pain, but hey, money heals all wounds. Need money right now? I'm talking about right, right, right now. Look, if your ass can't wait, call 555-7768, bitch. Dash you, not really a lawyer. Do not trust this motherfucker. He will take your chick and all your money. How do I know? Because the motherfucker did it to me, and I thought we were boys. That's fucked up. What's up guys? This is the scoreboard quote of the week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things, but as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Booties. They make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's the quote of the week. Uh, I'll go first with this one. Now, like in this one, goes to my man Nick. I work with this white boy at work. One of the coolest white boys ever. I like he's not Ryan Ryan K level, but he's most certainly top fifteen. I mean, so listen, Ryan K isn't Ryan K level all the time, man. So you know, it does well, but but halfway Ryan K is better than most. Nice, nice. So, appreciate it. Appreciate so, it. So <laughs> he posted the status making fun of rednecks, mm. and <laughs> I, I'm already here for this. I'm already here for this, and he said. <laughs> The more I watch NASCAR, the more attractive my sister looks. <laughs> and, I go, and I proceeded to comment on it. And I said, yeah, boy. And like, you know, and my, and my need to drink Freedom Fuel and Bud Diesel and Bud Heavy. Yeah, is man. that an all-time high? <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta. You gotta. Um, all right. So, uh... 
For those of you who don't know, yeah. we fuck on NASCAR. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, if you listen to this podcast, you know that we fuck on NASCAR. Yeah, but if you're new listeners, because, you know, we're at a new platform. Oh, we're, yeah. We're like true. a thousands of new platforms now. So, you know, yeah, that's the thing. We don't cover NASCAR. We make fun of it. Yeah, because fuck NASCAR. Uh, <laughs> didn't, like, Talladega happen like something? I don't fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Like, that's a... I don't give it. Not one shit. Left. <laughs> yeah, left turn. Listen, I, I got homies that love it, and they go to these races and shit. Dude, I used to work with a guy that wore a Jimmy Johnson hat. Nah, he man. wore that shit proudly. Yeah, man. It's wild. He said, don't you talk about my Jimmy Johnson hat, boy. Yeah, man. It was a nice hat, though. Yeah, man. <laughs> All right, so my, uh, my quote of the week goes out to this dude named Russell James on Twitter. <laughs> His at is rbenshf. Okay. Um whatever i give him that credit but like i said (laughs) this dude tweeted out my girlfriend just passed the bar not only will i be a stay-at-home dad i'm suing everyone (laughs) 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 and i just caught me slipping i thought that shit was funny as hell (laughs) oh man i like another thing that that caught you slipping i know you saw me on twitter the other day and I was sitting there saying, like, no, I think it was yesterday. I was sitting there saying on Twitter, which you can follow me at DX Heartbreak Kid, all caps, two Ks. And I said, dude, every time, I, every time I have a weekend off, I always get stuck with these shit ass primetime games. Dude, I man, real talk, we talk. A lot of times, you be texting me, or like, you know, I'll see you on Twitter, or like, we'll be talking about that. It, man, that's some real shit, like. When my man is off on his long weekends, he be catching the worst Sunday games. night football games, man. It sucks. It like sucks. I feel, I feel for you, bro. I really well, do. I catch the worst Thursday night and the worst uh, Sunday night. Yeah, man. But I, but Thursday night is to be expected, which is why I don't watch it. Well, yeah. I mean, th- I don't think I've ever seen a single good like I, I'm I know I'm probably this is hyperbole to an extent. I have not seen. I'll say that you know what instead instead of what I'm gonna say, I have not seen enough good Thursday night football games to in, justify in, them existing in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Now after the season, yeah. I mean, not, I mean after Thanksgiving, which is what they should have. Yeah, the Thanksgiving games are fine. You know, yeah, or the or the, week, or the after Thanksgiving games. That's what I'm saying. Like they're fine, but like it just because at that point, like they just flexing it. Yeah, exactly. They flex every game, so it doesn't matter. But fucking. I cannot, I, just, I, 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 I cannot with that shit. Like, it just, Thursday night games suck, you know? Major dick. Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, Richard Sherman talked about it. He was like, dude, like, you talk about player safety. Like, you're giving us, like, three days to recover from yeah. a game to play another one? Yeah, man. It just. I'm like, okay. Yep. Um, but you preach, preach player safety. I'm like, whatever, you know? And. Like get into this whack ass Thursday game, which is which is crazy, cause you know what I'm saying. Like the Patriots have been fucking me. I'm 30 years old. They've been fucking me for 20 goddamn years. The mere do you, Tom Brady for the first time ever scored two rushing touchdowns. 42 year old Tom Brady scored two. Not, they not, were both quarterback sneaks though, weren't they? 
So like it, it on the it one, don't, it don't matter. The fear of fact that that dude rushed for two rushing touchdowns. Do you know how trash your defense has to be for Tom fucking Brady to score two rushing? That's touchdowns? what I was telling people who were getting way too excited about Kirk Cousins putting up numbers on the Giants. I'm like, the Giants suck, bro. They're they don't have a good defense. Like Saquon's you know, not there. Saquon, like just, Daniel Jones, their quarterback. Wayne Goldman got hurt too, didn't he? I think he did. That's what I'm saying, man. I'm not trying to listen to that shit. But, um, so, all right, man. I think they were in New England. Yeah, like, it just, and the thing is, it was still a close game, wasn't it? Like, what was the final, like, 13 to 10 or some shit? No, I thought it was more than was that. It, was it more than that? I, I think it was I more than that. I don't, I don't remember what it was. I know, I know Tom Brady didn't score, I, he didn't score no throwing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, though. yeah, no, it wasn't 13 to 10, because Tom Brady scored two rushing touchdowns. You're absolutely right about that. It was a low-scoring game, though, if I remember correctly, or just, just something. Like, I don't, I, I don't remember the score because I had um I had some shit to do. Um, I on said Thursday. I will pull it up, but my internet's yeah. Up. Hey, I'll just pull it up real quick. I, I sorry, sorry, we're not better prepared, but uh, like I said, it just one of those things where like it wasn't, it wasn't a good game. I saw like, some like, of the I, highlights I, I, from it. I, I, I see like, Tom Brady regressing, but not regressing. Thirty-five, fourteen. That's my fault, guys. I said they're not regressing in the rate in the rate that I want them to. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady looks noticeably worse than he did last year. He's still really good, but he looks noticeably worse. It's not like he he he's not that X fact. He's not that difference maker that he once was. I like and physically no, but mentally y'all like you can't replace that experience. You can't even replace his mind. No, nah. like I which s- is why he still has the Patriots in a good position. Well, and the thing is, this is the best defense that the Patriots have fielded. Probably since their early, like their 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 three peat they had. Well, the set the repeat. That's the, the three and four years. That's what I'm saying. Those, or yeah, three and four years. Sorry, that stretch. This is probably the best defense they fielded. Yeah. Since then, they just they're really good, and so like Tom Brady doesn't even have to do that much. Um, but to be fair, their opposition hasn't been great either. Yeah, nah, for sure. I, I need to see that. I need to see that defense against top flight oppositions because just for. The I'll, g- I'll give you that. That's fair. And, and the mere fact, when like the Buffalo gave them their toughest test, like if you can be physical with them and you can run the football with them, like that defense can, you know, you can. There's some plays to be made against that. Oh defense. yeah, for sure. I mean, well, and that's the thing about the NFL though. There are plays to be made against any defense. Doesn't matter how good it is. Yeah. You know, um, so um, you know, but I was watching a. Uh, you know, I was I was watching that unfurl like while I could. The only one of the big highlights I remember that is Daniel Jones threw a really good ball to uh, he threw a really really good ball to Golden Tate for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that very specifically. Um, I know Giants fans were making a joke saying we should just play Eli today just because fuck it. Yeah, just yeah. Which <laughs> granted, I mean, Eli manages the miracle managed a miracle hump his way. He into, married, he married, into he two Super Bowl victories over this team. So, like, I get the jokes and yeah, why you the say butt that. Fuck, you know, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, so, um, all right. So, the following game was the uh, Chargers-Steelers game. Um, I didn't catch this because I, I had to it. work. I um, did catch it. Yeah. I like, you know, what's his name? Duck. Uh, Duck. Um, damn, what's that quarterback's name? I know, I know they call him Duck because he's like a duck calling champion or something. Uh, yeah. You talking about like Mason Rudolph? No, Mason Rudolph is hurt. Oh, God. They, 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 they're down to their third string quarterback. Uh, Devlin Hodges? Yeah, Duck Hodges. Yeah. Yeah, I like, his name's Devlin, but they call him Duck. 
Yeah. Because like he's on he's on that Duck Dynasty shit. Like you want a state title for Duck calling or some shit like that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's um, one of those type things. You know, I like what I saw from him. I like really the defense the defense and James Conner bailed him out. For a third string quarterback, I think like his stat line was like twelve for like fourteen or sixteen or something. Yeah. He had a touchdown, like, you know, for maybe like two hundred yards. That's the best you could do for a third string quarterback. Who can throw? I like, you know, the dude can sling it now. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but I like it was heavy on James Conner, and that defense made a lot of uh, great plays against a, a Chargers offensive line who was missing Mike Pouncey, another good offensive line. They were missing a lot of guys. Yeah. They were missing uh, Ingram. I like Melvin Gordon seems to not really like be into it. Derwin James is out. Mm-hmm. The Chargers are not where they were a year ago. Yeah. And you can kind of um, you can kind of see where they've regressed some. Um, you know, it's one of those things though where I um, you know, like I said, I I, I really liked what the Chargers were able to do last year uh, with Derwin James. Uh, they won't see Derwin James until week eight. That's what I'm saying. It's unfortunate now. what happened to him, and, and their defense is going to reflect that. And you know, they've had a lot of injuries, and then the Melvin Gordon holdout, and then Philip Rivers is still pretty good, but he's. Philip Rivers, yeah, you know, like he's not—he's still a statue in the pocket. I like in like lack of offensive line. Yeah, I like I like uh, Devin Bush and like those defensive ends. T.J. Watt had a time with those. That's guys. exactly that's what I'm saying. So, um, you know, the Steelers were the Steelers did what the Steelers have been doing all year, kind of limping their way into generating enough offense. Mm-hmm. To kind of They've been riding James Conner hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Because their their backup running back was hurt too, so they were down yeah. to James Conner. The first and they were de- they were down to Benny Snell and James Conner. Yeah. And so, like I said, I think um I think ultimately you have a and, and James Conner helped uh D- Doug Hodges out a lot in the running game and the passing game. So yeah, I mean Mike Tomlin has done a pretty good job of rallying the troops. Yeah, because I mean he's a good coach, but um ultimately like I. I don't know, man. Like I said, th- this entire the the all of the marquee games, kind of. Which is crazy because just... Tony Dungy was the only person to pick the uh, the Steelers, you know, on Sunday Night Football. Good call, Coach. Yeah, man. Hey, hey. I mean, good for him. Uh, Tony Dungy knows what he's talking about. Yeah, man. Um, so um, the uh, Monday Night game was the uh, Lions and the Packers. Lions, this I caught this game in full. The Lions started out flea flicker, drove down the field, field goal. Um, they drove down the field deep. They were picking on King early, and uh, they scored a touchdown there. But the rest of the game, they did not have a single touchdown the rest of the game. They, had they kicked goals. four field goals. You cannot trade field goals. With the Packers. With the pa- You can't sit here because, you know. In Lambeau Field. Yeah. So you you just can't fucking do it like plain and simple. You have to put sixes. You have to put sixes in the end zone. I know, like I know that first drive when 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 the momentum was clearly on their side, and they only had to settle for three. I like they should have had seven. Now, like at at the first couple of minutes of this game, should have been fourteen zero. It should have been. What happened is a Stafford. uh, There was a there was a botch snap, and Stafford had to fall on it. It was like a second and fifteen. Then it was then it was a, a delay of game. I think. Uh, there was something weird, and then, you know, they got some of it back, but not enough, and uh, they just settled for the field goal, and they were able to score a touchdown on a fourth down conversion the next time after a pretty big shot down the field, but ultimately, like, they just kind of, it, they would 
they would move down the field enough, but the drives would kind of sputter. Yeah. Because, I mean, the Packers do have a pretty good defense. It was Ben, but their, their defense was Ben, but don't break the night. Yeah, very, yeah, that's a very good way to. And, and granted, like, they had a lot of questionable calls. Going oh, man, that was horrendous. There was, they did not, okay, so, like, there was a call late in this game that, so there was a touchdown that cut the game to two. That wouldn't have been a thing because there was a sack on a third and ten or something. Yeah. And um, Aaron Rodgers got sacked, and they called a hands to the face on Trey Flowers. Which that was just wasn't – they, they showed the replay. There wasn't hands to the face. And then they later on the following drive for the Lions – so in the next third down that the Packers had, they threw a touchdown to uh, Lazard. Lazard. Uh, yeah, or whatever the fuck his name is. They, they were, again, credit to the Packers for working through all the injuries they have at receiver and, and stuff. Aaron Rodgers didn't play particularly particularly no. well. And if he hasn't look, played it, particularly well this season in general, honestly. Well, I mean, if you look at the stats, you will say otherwise. But if you look at the eye test, you know, there were a lot of throws that, you know, a couple of years ago Aaron Rodgers would have thro- would have made. Yeah, so, again, he – um. I mean, maybe it's because it's the new offense. Yeah, I don't know. But, so, anyways – he cuts this game to two, and then so they're driving, and there's like a second down and ten, and it's Marvin Jones goes up against Redmond, and Redmond doesn't even play the ball. He just literally hits. It, it's ridiculous. Like it was so ridiculous that all of the analysts and like everyone was like, "Yeah, that's fucking pass interference." Why didn't they you call know? that? Why didn't they call that? And um, so. You know, the Lions aren't able to score, and then the Packers are able to drive down the field and kick a field goal late, which it was funny. I was talking to my friend Dan Cowan, great fucking human being, Dan Cowan. Uh, he's a Packers fan. Uh, we get along really well, despite that fact. You know, he's just a good dude. Yeah. And uh, we kind of, um, you know, I was just messaging him during the game, and uh, he, um, you know, like I say, he's a, he's a good guy. Um, I've always liked him a lot. And uh, I was just messaging him during the game, and uh, yeah, I didn't really say anything about the penalties. But I told him I was like, "Man, I was like, Detroit fucking just having field goals, nothing but field goals." I was like, "It's gonna bite them in the ass, yeah. man." And sure like, enough, at, at least one of those score, at least one of those uh, possessions should have been a scoring drive. If you would have scored on at least, if you would have scored at least on twenty five percent, that's one of four. Yeah, like this game would have been over. Yeah, it would have been over because the Packers just wouldn't have been able to catch up. So you left points on the board. And y'all are two two and one instead of three one and one, mm-hmm. and kind of flirting with second place and first place even in the division, because uh, your winning percentage I think would have put you in second place mm-hmm. because the Packers and the Vikings would have been four and two apiece, mm-hmm. and Packers would have had head to head over the Vikings. Vikings would have been third, and the Lions would be. You know, three, one, and one. And the Bears are at the bottom of that division. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how good y'all division is. Yeah, the North is tough, man. It really fucking is. It's it's a cra- Matthew Stafford can have a great game and beat a team, um, and they have they have a pretty good defense. Matt Patricia has them trending in the right direction, yeah. I think. Um, which is which is 
which you know I didn't think he was gonna do his yeah. first year. The, I was sitting there the, telling Ryan, I think he, I think he scaled back and he, he changed a lot of things from what he did last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, I think I so Because I felt like, because there were rumors that you know a lot of the players were turned off by him because he was trying to go in there and trying to be Bill Belichick, but he didn't have the cachet that Bill Belichick had. So I guess he had the scale back and still be a disciplinarian while still being kind of personal. Yeah, exactly. You know, get to know your players on like a personal level. Yeah. Like, because Bill Belichick doesn't have to do that mm-hmm. because his rings and his resume speaks for itself. Yeah, exactly. You're, so, you're, so you yeah. fall in line. Yeah, exactly. But I think Bill Belichick is more personal than what people give him credit for. He does it behind the scenes, you know. Yeah. So it's you, just stuff people don't talk about. So you have, so you have Matt Stafford, you have the Bears who have arguably the best defense in the NFL. You have the Vikings who have on any given a, on all, any given week can beat anybody. The Vikings are as talented on paper as any team in the NFL. They have playmakers out the ass and a great defense and a quarterback that is gets a ugh. And uh, then you have the Packers who have a retooled defense, um, Aaron Rodgers and a revamped running game. Mm-hmm. So the NFC North's really fucking tough. And, you know, I'm not just saying that because I'm an NFC North, like my team plays there. It just is. It like just when is. you stop I mean, and I mean, you think, think about it. Yeah, tough. when you stop and think about it, like the Bears aren't an easy out. Yeah, the line, the there's no easy outs here. The Lions and the Bears and the Pack. Like, okay, just to give you an idea, the worst team in our division is probably the Lions, honestly. And they're probably better than most of the teams in the NFC East. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're. They probably they could be second in the NFC East right now. They could probably be first in the NFC East. Yeah, depending yeah, depending on how shit yeah, who they've played and stuff and they're yeah, they or might the NFC could be South. Yeah, well the NFC nah the NFC nah, South. South. The no, NFC South the Panthers, but. the Panthers and the fucking Saints are there, but no, in the NFC East, yeah. Yeah, they could probably be fucking in second place over there. Um like I said, man, uh ultimately I mean And the Bears could be second in the NFC East. Ultimately, here's the thing. So there were some crappy calls that happened at Lambeau, and it's why I always, always, always hate like, Lambeau. I hate Lambeau. I don't. I don't. It's a terrible venue. Like if you're, the Packers just get these ridiculous calls there. They're like they're ludicrous. And the thing is, what the league is going to look at the fucking Lions and be like, yeah, we fucked that up. Sorry. But sorry doesn't cut it because it's like, hey, that you put a loss in our hands. But here's the thing. If you're the Lions, you have to take some ownership of this. It shouldn't have come down to a to couple that. penalties. You know what I mean? Yeah. Y'all right. shouldn't have y'all shouldn't have left That's, all those points. Yeah, you on guys the board. lost this more than the Packers won it. I yes, I absolutely agree with that. So, you know, even though the refs didn't do you any fucking favors because they never do you yeah, fucking but favors. You knew that going in. You in knew Lambo. that going in. That's just how playing at Lambo is. You just you ain't gonna have you a good time there. Them. Yeah, exactly. You you just ain't gonna have a good time there. Is that the only people that get favorable calls there is the fucking Patriots? Yeah, exactly. And, they, and maybe the Steelers. Yeah, that's exactly right. So um, you know, that's just kind of the size of it. Ultimately, you know, so like I kind of feel sorry for for Matt Stafford because I'm a fan, but then again, I don't. I like out of out of one of the out of them four drives, I like and every coach, every coach says this. Like you know, even you know we played uh, high school football, you know. Usually you get questions like, you know, in a half. And usually your coach would tell him, like, if we can score in at least two of those, you know, we'll be in good position. Yeah, absolutely. Here's the thing, though. Um, you want to score on all of them, but if you, there, can score, if you can score, if you can get a touchdown on two of those, you'll be in good position. There was a fucking play that I saw. I can't remember if it was in the third drive of this game or not, 
where they were in the red zone. Um, they threw, I think it was the third drive that they were in the red zone, and they had to, it, they went up 13 yeah. to whatever, 13-7 or 13, whatever the fuck. Um, they literally threw a third down uh, fade route. And there's a thing that basically shows like percentages of success, like um, um, of plays in the red zone, like within five yards. Mm-hmm. And it's like quick outs, like 75%. And there's like slants, is that like. It was like whatever um, the next concept was uh, like 60 something percent. And it was like, ah, slants are at 59. And it was like, this next concept's at 50 cent, 56. The fade is 33% successful. It's not a successful play. These corners are too tall and too big for this. Too long. They're just, and that play doesn't work anymore. Back when, back when your receiver was 6'2 and 6'3. Like back in the early 2000s. Yeah, Randy Moss could run the, run the fade because the corners weren't that big. Terrell Owens could run the fade. That's what I'm saying. Like you could throw that to those guys because they were they were big as hell, but like fucking, their the corners weren't big to reflect that either. Well, Calvin Johnson can still run the fade just because he's athletic. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. All these guys technically can, you know, Julio Jones and these dudes, AJ Green, like. But at the same time, it's the, just the, not smart. Yeah, it's not smart. It's just not a smart fucking route, you know. So um, it's just not good play calling. Unless you got one on one. Now, like now, some guys can just like a burner's just one on one. Like I could throw a fade up to Robbie Anderson one on one. No, no. Uh, despite you know how crap your offense is, you don't want to be one on one with Robbie Anderson. No, like I'm taking that all day. Yeah. No. Like ask the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, they'll tell you. Um, but yeah. So uh, like I said, this is a game that the Packers stole at the end, and, that and that's the, what the good. Te- and, that, and that's what good teams do. Yeah, they you know? they steal wins in places they should be losing. Like you know, Aaron Rodgers hadn't been playing great, but the thing was his defense is playing well enough, mm-hmm. and he puts them in good enough positions to where they can win. Absolutely. That, that, that's where he's still effective. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And, he, and, and eventually he's going to – because Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing well all year, but he's eventually going to get it together. Oh, yeah, it's a matter sure. of time. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And once he starts clicking and they start clicking, you know, it's going to be it's going to be pretty t- tough to stop those guys. So, oh, yeah, for sure. So uh, coming up next, the AL, ALCS, you know, and our Thug Life Moment of the Week. You guys keep a lock on the scoreboard of Automatic Radio. Man, Bleak always smoking that la la la. Beanie Seagull always smoking that la la la. Neptune track smoke like la la la. It's the rock, baby, sing I love the vibe. Come on, excuse me, miss. I'm the shit. You should come hang with me, basically. Hold up, skip all the singing, let's get right tonight, mommy. I know my English ain't as modest as you like, but come, get some, you little bums. I take the cake from under the baker's thumb. I bake the cake, get two of them for one. Then I move the weight like I'm Oprah's son. Uh, I show you how to do this, son. Young, no mess with chicks and Burberry patterns, fake Manolo. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Wacky waving inflatable arm flailing tube man. Hi, I'm Al Harrington, president and CEO of Al Harrington's Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Man Emporium and Warehouse. Thanks to a shipping error, I am now currently overstocked on Wacky Waving Inflatable Arm Flailing Tube Man, and I am passing the savings on to you! 
Attract customers to your business. Make a splash at your next presentation. Keep grandma company. Protect your crops. Confuse your neighbors. African-American, hail a cab. Testify in church or just raise the roof. Whatever your wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing tube man needs are. So come on down to Al Harrington's wacky, waving, inflatable, arm-flailing tube man emporium and warehouse. Route 2 in Weekapog. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. You're listening to The Scoreboard with your host, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Catch them here every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. Something that has to warm up before you use it, sir. How about your wife? Welcome back, guys. It's a Thug Life moment of the week. And if you're out here doing Thug Life shit, we're the, uh, we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at the Facebook like page at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard808. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid. All caps, two K. So, um, let all you right, go first, all right. So, so I got, I got this. Um, my thug life moment of the week goes to Jonathan Sutherland. Um, if you guys don't know who that is, uh, he's a guy that I think plays safety. Yeah, he plays safety at Penn State. So, if you guys didn't hear about this shit, um, I will give you the abrit. Uh, you know what? Nah, I'm just gonna go with him. So. He got a fucking letter mm-hmm. from this this dude that's an alum um, named Dave Peterson. Yeah. He got his letter. It said, Dear Jonathan, my wife and I are proud older graduates of Penn State. We follow all gym, Penn State sports, football, wrestling, volleyball, gymnastics, basketball. We love it all. I played all the sports in my younger days. Still play full court basketball into my 50s. Love the competition, but never had the size or talent to reach your level. The desire was there. Though the athletes of today are certainly superior to those in my days, we miss the clean-cut young men and women from those days. Watching the Idaho game on TV, we couldn't help but notice your, well, awful hair. Surely there must be mirrors in the locker room. Don't you have parents or a girlfriend who told you that those shoulder-length dreadlocks look disgusting and are certainly not attractive? We congratulate you on your game against Pitt, but you need to remember you represent all Penn Staters, both current and those alumni from years past. We would welcome the reappearance of dress codes for athletes. You'll certainly play in on Sunday in the future, but we have stopped watching the NFL to the disgusting tattoos, awful hair, and immature antics in the end zone. They've been there before. For the glory, Dave Peterson. Wow. Jonathan Sutherland fucking was real classy about this. James Franklin went to his defense beautifully. Yeah. Basically went the fuck off. Talking about one of the best things about football is it kind of lets us kind of go across the aisle. Doesn't matter what color you are. Doesn't matter your personal beliefs. You, your, it brings you, people together. It brings people. Call. It brings people together. It's one of the few things that kind of brings people together. And he talked about you know I would be really lucky if my he talked profusely about like this guy's an academic like he's four, yeah he's a, he's great he has like a four zero he's amazing like he's one of our smartest most articulate like yeah, men. But, yeah people said talk that shit about Richard Sherman talk about mm. uh, he he had inner city thug where Richard Sherman graduated from Stanford with Is, honors exactly so um, basically though this dude Jonathan Sutherland was. 
he was real gangster about this shit. He goes, Yesterday I received a letter by an alum from the Penn State University who felt the need to share his degrading opinions in regard to my hair and what it stands for. Although the message was indeed rude, ignorant, and judging, I've taken no personal offense to it because personally, I must respect you as a person before I respect your opinion. Ooh. At the end of the day, without an apology needed, I forgive this individual because I'm nowhere close to being perfect. I expect God to forgive me all the wrongs I've done in my life. He uh, quotes Colossians 3.13, states, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. I appreciate everyone who's reached out to me and showed their support. Let this be one of the many examples thus that in the year 2019, people of different cultures, religions, and ethnicities are still being discriminated against and it needs to stop. Don't be scared to be different. So this was classy as fuck. Classy as hell. And it was just like, eat a fucking dick, dick, you racist just Duke. Duke. Yeah, you fucking... Oh, like, I would, have to, I would have to care about what you have to say. Dude. About me, too, you know. Yeah, man. Oh, like, and that's how I've always been, and you guys should be that way, too. I never care about, uh, like, Hell no, the, man. the opinions of people that don't mean shit to me. Yeah, exactly, bro. Like, if you don't know somebody, man, like, this is a... This people is, gonna talk about you regardless. I like some. There's somebody that's gonna dislike you for no reason. There's a lot of people at my job that dislike me for no reason, whether I don't talk to them or not. They just find a reason to dislike me. But you think I care about the motherfuckers? No, because I, I mean the thing is, if you don't know someone, then like you don't have any sort of inherent, like intrinsic like relationship with them. Yeah. Like why the fuck should he care about this guy's opinion that sent yeah. him this shit? Like that's some racist turd ass yeah. shit. That he just said, but like, fuck him. Yeah. Okay, so he's a racist. What, an, what a dumbass. Yeah. So, uh. It's prejudice as hell. Yeah, man. So, uh. You know, like so. I said, shout out to him for handling that real classy. Shout out to James Franklin for permanently, like, for going out there and publicly defending him. Yeah. And just shout out to his teammates for fucking being like, nah, yeah. man, that's some fuck shit. Yeah, that's some fuck shit. So. I like, you know, it brings down to, you know, something like, oh, you're good here as long as you're dribbling a basketball or scoring touchdowns. Yeah, basically. Terrible. Terrible, you know. You know, so which is something which is crazy because mine's more ratchet than that, you know. Yeah. And, and nothing which makes, is normally what the Thug Life moment of the week's about. about. You know, was usually there's nothing there's, there's nothing more that warms my heart than seeing another chick put another chick in her place when she's on that bullshit. So, and, th- and I happen to find this, you know what I'm saying? Because I see this a lot between mm-hmm. like women talking that shit. So, this girl said, "Hey, dude, I'm not I'm using that for lack of a better term because I'm not allowed to say you know what she really said on here. Yeah. You know, said a dude's friends can make him unattractive. LOL. How are you gonna hang with a group of clowns and expect me to think you're not a part of the part of the circus? And she had like the clown emojis. This girl uh, commented on it said, "But you expect them to believe you're not a hoe when you hang around with your hoe friends." LOL. Yeah, I mean that's. I mean, it's a double standard, too. I mean, and plus, the thing is, like, about that, is if you... Your friends are your friends. Yeah. And, you know, if you judge... Oh. Like, because the thing is, you're going to judge my... I tell people this all the time. If you don't like my friends, you don't like me. Yeah. Honestly, like, oh, like really... Because re- they're kind of an extension of you. Yeah, exactly. Your friends are an extension of you to an ex- Like, you know... To an extent. To an extent, So, they some are. more than others. Yeah, exactly. So, like, you know... You, nah, man. Like, you know, you want to sit here and, like, if someone. And the thing is, like, she didn't classify, you know, well, like, what makes a dude a clown. Because anything can make a dude a clown to a girl. Like, a lot of women think I'm a clown because I like anime. It doesn't mean that I'm actually a fucking clown. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's just. To certain women, they feel that way. It's like, all right, well, you know, what the fuck ever. I mean, enjoy being dead inside. Yeah. You know? I'm sure when your ass goes out to swim in the ocean, you fucking sink because that cast iron heart you got, you yeah. dumb bitch. 
Like, you know, I'm like, fuck you. So, yeah, man, like I said, I, I've never had a lot, I've never entertained that shit either. Like, oh, yeah. Which, granted, you are who you hang out with to an extent. So, like, if a dude, if a dude's a loser, then his friends probably are losers. Yeah. But if you are with a dude and you're dating that dude and you don't like his friends, really, on a level, you don't like him. Yeah. And you disrespecting him. Yeah. And, and the thing is, you don't really have to hang with his friends. No. Just like just like he doesn't have to hang with your friends. Fuck no. And people seem to think... People in relationships get that shit twisted all the time. They think that, like, you have to, like... You have to live... Intermingle with, you know, friends with each other. No, you don't, you don't have to fucking do that. Like, my... My, I have a friend who's getting married in a couple weeks. Um, you know, my, my friend Zach, he's getting married to uh, his fiance Paige. And they're the best I've ever seen at that. Like, they they definitely can intermingle their friend groups and yeah. do yeah. to an extent. It depends but, on who they do it with. But And for the most part, like, everything's chill. But there's also this level of Zach has his own life and Paige has her, her own, own life. life. And they're good with Paige will just go and hang out with her friends. And Zach will hang out with us. And it's yeah. fucking chill. And, like, I'm friends with Paige, too. Like, if fucking Zach's like, hey, Paige is coming to lunch with us. I'm like, oh, cool. I love Paige. All She's right. awesome. All right. Cool. Like, Whatever. duh. Like, that shit rules. But, yeah, man. Like, no. Yeah, but it's not something you should force. No, you shouldn't be forcing it. If it's there, it's there. But, like, people take that so personally. Yeah. They're like, oh, man, my boyfriend doesn't want to hang out with, like, my friends. Or, like, he all, he doesn't want me to hang out with him while he hangs out. Have your own fucking lives. Yeah, have your own fucking lives outside yeah. of each other. Exactly. So, so sorry, like, sorry about that tirade. Yeah, that's, that's our relationship for uh, advice for tonight. Uh, but on to the ALCS. So. The Yankees and the Astros. Uh, where the Astros took us. Uh, Tied it last night, one-one, off of Carlos Correa. Uh, it Carlos Correa walk off, um, and you know, man. Honestly, here's the thing. So, game one was a really good win for the Yankees. Yeah, they were able to uh, get to Verlander. Yeah, um, I think it was no, gr- it was Granky. It was Granky. Yeah, they got to Granky. Uh, Glaber Torres, man. Yeah. That kid's fucking legitimate. Because I know people were hitting me up, and they were all like, man, how you feel about that? How you feel about that uh, That loss? I mean, for last night. I'm like, dude, I'm fine. I like... You split like, like, with them in Houston. I like... My, my thing is this. I like... These motherfuckers know that it, like, it's not about to be a walk in the park. You guys are in for a fucking fight. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, that's the thing. Um, I, I just want... Because I, I knew we were going to lose. I like... I, I was like, because I was watching the game. I was like, I'm not surprised if they end up, if the Astros ended up winning. I, I just, I just needed to put in their head that you know, saying we're aggressive, we're coming, and you better pack a lunch. Yeah, I'm like they know that now. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, and things are gonna get real interesting when we go back to the also. Bronx. Uh, if you're a Yankees fan, you got to feel about how good feel good about Tanaka in this postseason. Um, yeah, he's been great. He's been really good for y'all, um, which is what y'all paid him for mm-hmm. a few years ago. Um, you got Severino against Garrett Cole uh, t- uh, today. Um, that'll be a really interesting matchup. Um, Severino definitely is a, a shit ton more vulnerable than Garrett Cole. Yeah, right. Garrett right. Cole. Garrett Cole's is, one of the best pitchers in baseball. Garrett right. Cole is probably going to win the Cy Young this yeah. year. But I will say this: Garrett Cole is due a bad postseason outing. And Severino is relatively no- fresh. Yeah, I don't know when it will happen. It might happen in this series. It might happen against the Nationals mm-hmm. in the World Series if you know the Astros advance. Mm-hmm. 
If it happens in this series, the Yankees might advance. Yeah. If you catch my drift. Yeah. But um, Garrett, and, I th- and I think we have the bats, and we're deep enough to do that. Oh, absolutely, man. I, we just couldn't get a run whenever we needed it. You yeah, know? I mean, in the but, thing. But if you look at it, like, you know, like people were telling me on, because I was watching the uh, Sunday night game, and I had people watching uh, yeah. the Yankees game, because I have friends that are Yankees fans. Yeah, they yeah, were like, bro, sure. if you look at the eye test, dude, we're just as good as Absolutely. Absolutely. No, there's it, no drop-off in town. No, no, there's no, like. It's like, it's like they were. He was like they were like the, they were sitting there telling me I can't even be mad. Like they made a play, and we couldn't make a play. But there, it's not like you know the talent discrepancy. That's what I'm saying. There. Like I watched Aaron Judge hit a go ahead two run home run mm-hmm. off Justin Verlander, who's great. Um, I watched George Springer hit a home run off of uh, God. Who the fuck did y'all have going in that last game? Um, but. You know, like I said, y'all were able to touch up Granky a little bit. Like, Granky had a pretty good outing. Like, he went, like, seven yeah. innings of three-run ball or six innings of three-run ball. Like, he wasn't terrible or anything. Yeah. He's not like, He's not the Zach Granky he used to be, but he's still pretty fucking good. Um, he's definitely the weak part of their rotation. Though. Which, that's not a bad weak part that's of their rotation. Not a, that's pretty good. Yeah, because I remember I was telling you because uh, you were sitting there talking to me saying it was a good win. I was like, yeah, because I, I was telling Ryan out of the three starters they have, like I felt like Zach Granke was the one we could get to. Absolutely. So it was a good thing that we handled business against him because that's going to be kind of hard with Verlander and Cole. Which, which y'all Ver- got to Verlander a good – like yeah. y'all scored three off him too. Yeah. Like, um, you know, so ultimately like this just goes to show you that the Yankees' bats are just as competitive as – I mean, just their lineups are ridiculous. Like yeah. uh, top to bottom, there's not an easy out. There's there's not an easy place to go get an out. Glaber Torres is having a very memorable postseason. Um, and you got to think, you know, Andrew Har has been out all year. Andrew Har missed the entire season. fucking season, and he was a Rookie of the Year candidate along with Torres. So, you know, that's the thing, man. Like you guys have all this depth. Um, CC Sabathia coming out of the bullpen it was a good move for y'all. Uh, he pitched a scoreless inning, I think, for y'all. Yeah. Or just came in relief appearance. Yeah. You know. Uh, he's he's been great. Yeah, he's been good for y'all. Uh, I um, you know, if I'm a Yankees fan, watching that unfurl the way that it did, yeah, you know, Correa makes this great play off of Play. Ricochet off of Altuve, throws home, and then later, you know, because that saves a run, mm-hmm. and then later, you know, he hits this walk off. If you know, if you're an Astros fan, you had to walk off in extras. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how. Like, which granted, that's a momentum builder, and that you can feel good about that, and your team can feel good about that. But sometimes that's not a great way to be. Because it's, one, it's one of those type of things. Like, damn, why well, we could? It, it took that to put them exactly, away. Yeah. So, so you can that plays out one of two ways. Damn, it took that to put them away. And you struggle to come up with a similar level of magic again. Yeah. Or you get jazzed up about it and you ride the momentum. Mm-hmm. Those are the two options here. So it'll be really interesting to see how. But the thing is, you know, saying like, well, you said, you said we still have momentum just because we went to Houston doing what we came to do. We yeah. got one in there. We felt good about that. We felt good at taking game one and almost taking game two. And now we get to come back to the Bronx. I think I think Aaron Boone has this team in the right psyche. No, no, I think so too. And you know, the other thing. Here's another thing. So, I like if anything, they're looking at them. The Astros looking at themselves like they took game one. They almost took game two. 
we got to go to if the you're, Bronx. If you're a Yankees fan, that's how you should be perceiving yeah. it. Whereas, if you're an Astros fan, you should be perceiving it. Well, we managed to we managed to take game two. We split the series. But, they have three games in a row in Yankee Stadium. As long as we take one, one of these, we're the home field the rest of the way. And you know, you got a great, great person in Garrett Cole to like you know to, mm-hmm. to bring to bring that home for you. So that's yeah. so that's what you have. But here's the other thing that's really going to be really interesting about this. So Garrett Cole is, you know, I think he's the strikeouts leader this year in baseball. I'm, I'm almost a thousand percent positive of that mm-hmm. he's got like 300 plus. I'm pretty sure. Um, so. Here's the thing, though. Garrett Cole's really, really figured out some stuff in Houston. And, you know, he's he's transcended. You know, he was always really good in Pittsburgh. But he's even better than he was in Pittsburgh now. Um, yeah, because he has run support. Yeah, well, it's not even just that. It's just, like, the Houston Astros really focus on analytics and, like, mechanics. And they, they, they really have a lot of that stuff figured out. The metrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're a very enlightened baseball club. Mm-hmm. So... Garrett Cole's throwing 99 with late-ass movement, like late-ass movement, and he's throwing a 90-mile-an-hour slider that breaks like five foot of the plate. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. So, here's the thing, though. Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton are so, so strong. Well, Giancarlo Stanton didn't play uh, last night. Yeah, he didn't? Yeah, like, he say, uh, I think he's he's nursing like a small injury. Mm-hmm. You know, which is which is fine because this thing this team is uh, deep enough to where you know we can we have okay. that luxury. Okay. Well, my, my point still remains that okay. So those are two really which I don't know if Stanton's gonna play. Yeah, I don't know. If uh, he I haven't I haven't checked yet. So um, we'll find out later on. But um, so Judge, let's just talk about Judge then. Judge is so big and strong, and that right field porch in Yankee Stadium is yeah. so shallow that Garrett's velo- Garrett Cole's velocity. It's good that he's got swing and miss stuff. Yeah. Because if any ball is put, especially from like a left-handed bat, if there's any sort of charge put into a ball, his velocity will work against him. Yeah. And because I've seen Garrett Cole, Garrett Cole will give up timely home runs in the postseason. Mm -hmm. In his losses, that's what's always happened. He'll give up like a two-run home run, um, or like you know he'll give up like. He'll give up like two home runs and it'll be three earned. That's kind of how you get to Garrett Cole, and it's because he's he's throws such high velocity. Mm-hmm. So if you get a good swing on it and you get a barrel and you get a hard hit ball with any sort of elevation on it, it's probably gonna go out of the fucking park. Yeah, because it's a hitter's park. So that's definitely going to play into the Yankees' advantage for sure. Mm-hmm. His velocity will kind of be. Now, the fact that he has such swing and Smith stuff will play into his favor mm-hmm. in that regard. So, we'll wait and see how it unfurls. Personally, I think that it might not happen in this game, but if Cole gets marched out there again in this series, especially, you know, given the right circumstances, he's due a bad postseason outing. Yes. He's very much due a bad postseason outing. I think that because Verlander's already had two kind of shaky ones. Yeah. Granky hasn't looked good really any of this postseason. He's actually do a good postseason outing. Start, yeah. So uh, weirdly enough, um, but uh, Coles do a bad outing. I don't know if it's going to happen today. 
I don't know if it's going to happen later in the series. I don't know if it's going to happen in the World Series. Yeah. I'm not. You know, so. But it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. It happens. It happened to Verlander. Mm-hmm. I called that. I called that in the Astros series yeah. um, two years ago. Like, you know, after you had that great CS, I was like, Verlanders do a bad start, though. And sure enough. I like it. My thing is, since we got the last three, uh, the next three games in Yankee Stadium, any of our pitchers can still can kind of have a bad start because, like, and it'll be all right just because we score more runs at home. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to have the run support, you know, to support that. Yeah, for Hopefully sure. Hopefully that's what I'm thinking. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's you know, how I'm, you I'm got to much, I'd much rather them have a bad start at home with that hitter's park and us being great at home than as yeah. opposed to on the road. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, you know, which granted, I mean, the left – it's funny because this is a funny series to me because the left side of Houston's ballpark yeah. is almost as much of a joke as the right side of the Yankees' ballpark yeah. is. So, like, if you're a right-handed bat, like, minute made, like, balls fly out of there, mm-hmm. you know? And uh, I think I think it's Minute Maid Park Astros, yeah. So like, you know, and then on the right side of it were the Yankees. So it's it's kind of funny mm-hmm. to watch that like be kind of inverted. So um, ultimately, and I think that y'all have a slight edge in bullpen advantage. Um, not that the Astros have a bad bullpen, fucking stretch yeah. of imagination, but I think y'all have a slight edge in bullpen advantage. Um, I think that. Um, I think that you guys are. I think the Yankees are in good shape, but I also think if you're an Astros fan, you shouldn't necessarily be worried. Oh yeah, I like for a fun fact. I like in 2008 we used our first round draft pick on Garrett Cole. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and he didn't. Um, he didn't come out. He went to college. Yeah. That year, yeah, because he was a high school prospect. He went yeah. to he went to UCLA and played with uh, uh, Trevor Bauer actually mm-hmm. at UCLA. So, uh, it's, so, so there's some history there. Yeah, um, yeah, but uh, fun fact, uh, also Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole, not friends. They don't like each other? Nope. Uh, Garrett Cole, so Trevor Bauer's always had his kind of own way of doing things, mm-hmm. and fucking, it's not the traditional kind of weightlifting and stuff, Yeah. and Garrett Cole fucking, like, called him out in front of the whole team, and Trevor Bauer pretty much told him to eat a fucking dick, like, I'm gonna do stuff the way I'm gonna do stuff. And they didn't talk the rest of the time they were at UCLA. They didn't talk to the pros until they both made the All-Star team a couple years ago. Or, like, there was just a game or something, and they kind of talked about contract arbitration randomly. Yeah. And that's, like, they just don't – there's just nothing really to say. There's nothing there. There's just nothing there, really. Like, they're they're civil. Yeah. But it's just, like – yeah, they they're not trying to they're not trying to seek each other out to hang out. Exactly. So you know, so so who you got in this game, Ryan? Honestly, my gut I have a gut feeling. I, I think the Yankees are going to get to Cole personally. I, I really do. I I just I, I have a funny feeling about it. I could be fucking completely wrong. I hope you're right. Uh, Cole <laughs> Cole strikes out fucking seventeen. Yeah, he or might something do. fucking uh, it might, That might happen, but you know, I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team that are suspect. Uh, are prone to striking out, mm-hmm. so he definitely could fucking really feast on this lineup. But I just have a funny feeling that there's going to be like a walk. Someone's going to work a walk, and then like Aaron Judge is going to stumble into a home run or yeah. somebody, you know. So it might be somebody you don't expect either. It might be like a guy. Um, I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think of a guy on your team that went Canarsion or something like that. Well, no, that's not unexpected from him. Yeah, because uh, that guy well, well, hits bombs. Well, but, it's not. Well, it's really not expected. Was 
expect it from everybody. Our, there's not a weakness in our lineup. Yeah, that's true. But I'm just trying to think of a guy on your team that doesn't really hit. They're like, Bre- let, let's say Brett, Brett Gardner. Gardner. Yeah, like it's not. But gonna, even he can hit dingers whenever he wants to. Like you know. Yeah, he stumbled into about ten of them. A year. About 10, 15. But uh, so yeah, like I said, I. It'll be somebody random like that, yeah. though. Um, you know, like I said, I, I, I have I have the Yankees just because I just have a funny feeling about it. I could totally be fucking wrong. Though. I hope you're fucking right. I'm not going to say nothing because every time I make bold predictions about the Yankees, I, I, I curse this team. Like, have you have you noticed? I like, fun fact about me, like, every time the Yankees are in the World Series, I don't watch them. Yeah. Because usually the World Series that I have watched them, they've lost. Oh, that's sad, man. Yeah, so, you know, like the last World Series we ran against the Phillies, I did not watch that World Series. I was in college. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you know, I found out through, though, I found out we won game four at a Roots concert with my best friend, Tim. Yeah. Because I think uh, one of the, 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 leads, the lead uh, head man for the Roots, he let everybody know, uh, like, you know, Link, the Yankees are beating the, uh, the Phillies. I was like, hell yeah. Well, and it's funny because a lot of the, those dudes are from, a lot of those dudes are from Philly. Yeah. You know, like Black Thought and fucking yeah. uh, uh, Questlove well, are both from Philly. Well, like, uh, well, he was wearing the Yankee hat. That's so strange, though, man, because they're from Philly. Yeah. Both of them are from Philly. Yeah, That's like, kind of... yeah they about the lead singer, right? No, the yeah. The head guy? No, no, no. Uh, Black Thought's the, uh, the other guy, I think, that the rap. Whatever, man. Yeah. Fucking. The rapper. Yeah. yeah. Like, he was wearing the Yankee hat. Yeah. So. That's funny. Yeah, but, yeah, but, uh, Coming up next, <laughs> um, well, I'll get your thoughts on, like, you know, because I know the Nationals and Cardinals will get a score from you next segment. But coming up next, we got your questions, and, boy, we got some questions. Um, you guys keep a lock on the scoreboard. Podomatic Radio is mail time next. Presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Mr. Really, Really, Really Bad Dancer. Arms swinging, knees bending, head bobbing to no particular rhythm. You're either dancing or you have fleas. Call me the doctor. As soon as you hit the dance floor, the taunts begin. Is that all you got, Clea? Unfortunately, yes, that's all you got. Hold on now. Who's in the house? Some guy who can't dance. That's who's in the house. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Happy Feet, because you really put the oogie in boogie. Mr. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and The Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio.
It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time. This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it, bro. It's that time. It's mail time. We got about four questions. And boy, we got a doozy to start off. First question comes from this guy named Trevor from St. Louis. This is a a mouthful. LOL. You guys are a bunch of haters. Ryan, you mad because the Cardinals are a better franchise than the sorry-ass Braves. Always have been and will always continue to be. I like because you have because your team has choking in its DNA. People talk about us being the devil. What about the fucking Yankees, the evil empires? You guys brought every World Series you ever gotten, but we're using devil magic, quote. But not the franchise that has 27 World Series. Okay, you guys are laughable. All right, man, so here's the thing. I don't know why the fuck you listen to this podcast, first off, if that's like, why the fuck you even over here, bro? Secondly, um, all right, so I'm not a Yankees fan. I don't like them. I never have, really. He was, he was referring that to me in his Yeah, 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 oh, no, 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 I, but I got... I, I got this. Hold on, let me get. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I like it good because I, I hate, I hate this notion because it's, it's jackasses like you to always sit here and say that you know, ooh, like you know, what I'm saying like the Yankees have bought every World Series that we ever had. I like, you know, we've been winning World Series since like the 50s, right? I like Babe Ruth wasn't making a whole lot of money. Yogi Berra wasn't making a whole lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of the great Yan- uh, great Yankee greats weren't making a whole lot of money. And last time, and, and another thing that pisses me off about that. You know, you know, people like you saying we brought World Series. Last time I checked, Major League Baseball players aren't uh, playing for free. I like last time I checked, Paul Goldschmidt isn't playing for free. Yeah, no, I mean, well, so I like so so. What you mean to say is we got more money than everybody else, and we have the capital to do so. But everybody buys World Series because these guys aren't paying for uh, playing. The for Dod- free. the Dodgers have been attempting to. Buy- so here's the thing, man. So. There have been attempts to buy World Series for like the last 20 years. And granted, I was just as much of a proprietor of hating the Yankees for this shit as anyone. Um, My thing is, where's your Dodger hate, bro? Yeah, I was going to say, dude, the Dodgers, the Red Sox, there are all these teams that have these exorbitant payrolls. The Cubs attempted to do this for years and never could get it right. So the only team that doesn't that that doesn't pay for World Series is the fucking Athletics and see where that gets them. Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing though, man. So obviously the Cardinals are a better franchise than the Braves. Fucking duh. Why don't you tell me the sky's blue too while you're fucking at it? <laughs> like are you like what even? What even is your point? Y'all have like 11 World Series to Atlanta's one. What the fuck even are you talking about? But like... Yeah, you act like we don't know But that. like, so... Your franchise... Like the Gas House game even. That was a team that was noteworthy for not being a team that should have won the World Series. Yeah. Your franchise's origin starts out with this fluky shit. That's what you are. Like, so, I don't want to hear this. Like, fucking, 
Y'all are the team with the second most World Series. I thought and, it was but, third. Maybe it's third. Who's second? I think now? it's the Boston. No, no, no. yes, them, yes, them. Yeah, them. It... Yeah, Boston's third. But okay, so my uh, and it's crazy. Like, are you mad at the Yankee, uh, Yankees just because you know, even though you have the second most World Series, you're still trail us by a lot? Is that it? So, like I said, you can sit here and make fun of the dog ass Braves. Lord knows, I fucking do. They suck. <laughs> but like, what the fuck is your point? Like. It doesn't really even fucking matter. I'm not a fucking hater in the sense that I'm hating because I'm jealous. I'm hating because your franchise is hateable. Like, the central, the entire central division hates you and resents you. This isn't just me in Braves country. Like, there's a lot of people that don't like your fucking franchise. That's why you felt the need to fucking talk to us about it. Because you fucking got in your feelings some type of way. Because you hear this shit a lot. Yeah. Say, people do not like the fucking Cardinals. End of story. Also, enjoy being down 3-0 right now to the fucking Nationals. How you feel about that, brother? You feel good about that? You're fucking... Listen, no, we're not... Like, like your cheese ran out. Your cheese fucking ran out against the fucking Braves. Your cheese... Fuck you. I like it. My thing is... Also, David Freeze retired. How you feel about that? Oh, you talk, you talk about, you know... <laughs> I like us buying World Series. I like, you know, if it was that easy, how come you don't have 27? That's what I'm saying, man. Like, fuck, I want to hear that shit. Because, like, yeah, it's annoying. But every franchise would do it if they were capable. And, and, and two, multiple fr- The Dodgers don't have shit to show for their last 10 years. Yep. Essentially. Like, the yeah. Mets don't have shit to show for a while. Like, there are these teams that have these exorbitant payrolls. And they don't have anywhere near the World Series is that like any of these other teams and, and the mere fact you know what I'm saying we just don't give out exorbitant contracts anymore we actually build the our Yankees team. aren't that team anymore and again I'm not even a Yankee apologist like they just aren't that fucking team anymore there's oh, like, it's like, reality you know, like, even a jackass like you who knows baseball which I'm, I'm giving you credit and thinking that you do would know that well of course you fucking well of course he fucking of course he knows baseball because he lives in fucking St. Louis is the only thing he fucking has yeah. That's, that place is a shithole so like again I don't fucking care bro like yeah the Cardinals are better than the fucking Braves so the fuck what a lot of teams are the better than the fuck. Yeah, you know, the Braves uh, lost a- like five World Series in the nineties. What the fuck is your point? I was like, yeah, like, like he said the uh, Cardinals are better than the Braves, but the Yankees are better than you, and that's why you felt the need to take a shot at my Yankees because it eats you up inside. That granted, you have the second most World Series, you're still like seventeen behind. Y'all us. spoiled ass fan base. I don't give a fuck what you say. I don't give a fuck what any of your stupid fans say. Y'all spoiled as hell. Y'all fluke into this bullshit. I like it. You can't even say I'm spoiled because, you know, I like when have I ever said, you know, I'm going to pitch a, a pitch a fit, you know what I'm saying, if the Yankees don't win a World Series. I like, unlike you, the Yankees have won five World Series in my lifetime. They are Michael-proof. All I ever want, and anybody that's ever been around me, all I ever want for the Yankees is to be competitive. Yeah. That's all I ever want for the Yankees. Yeah, to man. be competitive and be relevant. If they can do that, I am totally fine. Yeah, like I said, man, I'm not trying to hear that shit from you, and I'm not trying to hear that shit from your stupid fan base. I'm really not. Like, yeah. Fuck, whatever, man. Fucking, have a nice life, brother. How about that? Just, whatever. Fuck the Cardinals. They fucking suck. Yeah, fuck the Cardinals. Enjoy your, enjoy going home early and watching the Nationals yeah, be in the like, World go, Series. Go, like, enjoy going home tonight. 
Yeah. Or yeah. Whatever. Or sometime this week. Well, enjoy. Like I said, you're down three. Y'all, y'all are getting fucking balanced. I don't even. It yeah, doesn't it, even matter. Enjoy your, enjoy your aggregate. Like y'all have set a record, just like you set a record against the fucking Braves for first inning runs in a postseason game. Y'all have set a record for consecutive games with like negligible runs scored. Yeah. Couldn't happen to a nicer bunch of fucking assholes. If yep. You ask me. So fuck the Cardinals. It's great. Yep. It's great. Have a nice life. Yeah, man. Uh, second question comes from Brett from California. He said, "What's up, guys? Longtime Laker fan, just like the both of you. That's why you guys are awesome. LOL. But for real though, said I like Anthony Davis and all, but dude is hurt already, and we haven't even played an official game yet. I don't even know. I, I don't know if it's serious or not. But uh, but if it is serious, I like we. I, I think I might. I think we might have made a mistake. But that's just me hitting the panic button. Your thoughts? Okay. So they just announced that um." It was a sprain, and hit, the thing came back negative. He's gonna be fine. Um, but yeah, I. Andy uh, Davis but but, but him, him being hurt, I like you know. Ain't I can, nothing new. Yeah, it ain't nothing new. I, I can see your. I can see where the gripe comes from. Oh yeah. But we knew that going in because I was telling people it's not a matter of if he gets hurt; it's just a matter of when he gets hurt and how bad he gets. Yeah, hurt. how bad he gets hurt. It's like, dude, I'm not expecting 82 games from uh, Anthony Davis. If Anthony Davis can give me 70 games this season, I would be fine. Yeah, like we need him in the postseason. Yeah, honestly, but, but, I'd, but the regular season. Honestly, I'd be happy with like 60. Yeah, 60. 60. Just as long as he gives me 60 to 70. Yeah, somewhere six, in there. 65. Somewhere you know, in there. Somewhere in there. Yeah, that's all I really want from him. Mm-hmm. Uh. So, because we need, well, we're thinking about end game, long term. We need him in the postseason when it matters. Yeah, exactly. So again, he's a, I mean, he's a very injury prone motherfucker. I mean, he plays hard. He's really physically talented. He's well, whenever really, he was in there, boy, Jesus Christ, that yeah. that, that effortless twenty two and ten against the Warriors. Yeah, man, that look effortless. Yeah, he's he's a monster, man. He's a monster. Yeah, know, I mean, but, but the best ability is always availability, availability, plain and simple. So you know, but we have decent enough depth. So I like it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. But yeah, dude, I like yeah, like it. It's okay to panic a little bit because I get why you're panicking, but. We uh, like me and Ryan didn't panic too much because we knew we knew well, what this was. Well, about and the other thing too is that you know obviously there isn't as much. You know, there's still Kyle Kuzma, there's still LeBron James, there's Rajon Rondo, there's Dwight Howard, there's JaVale Dwight McGee, Howard, Javale McGee, Danny Green. Green. Like, there's enough Contavious Caldwell Pope. There's enough offense and ball distribution to be had elsewhere. Mm-hmm. To where even if AD misses significant time, that as a Lakers fan, you well, can LeBron can LeBron can hold the fort until AD comes back. Exactly, because so. like you know, even with LeBron with the young young guys last year, we was fourth, yeah. and we beat the Warriors on Christmas Day before he hurt his quad. So yeah, you exactly. Know, so we still have the uh, we have a healthy LeBron James that had a whole off season off to rest his body. So that's something to look forward to. So yeah. Uh, question number three comes from Lisa from Washington. She was like, "Hey guys, with Elena Deladon winning the chip the other day, is it time that we uh, look at Skylar as a bust?" HBK, I know that's your girl. I just had to ask the question. Uh, I w- and the bust as in the fact that she didn't win any championships. Because if we're looking at that, yeah. But at the same time, going into that draft, nobody. But, but like. She was a third player pick. I like Della Dawn and Brittany Griner were significantly better than her. But at the same time, like I knew going into the WNBA, she wasn't going to be that type of player. Skylar Diggins reminds me of a poor man's, a poor woman's Becky Hammond as far as like a floor general. 
you know what I'm saying? But I get what you're saying. Skylar Diggins has never led. Well, as now as far as she has all star appearances and stuff like that. So you know she, so she's proved that she's one of the elite players at her position. But as far as able to get the team to the postseason, which I think that has more to do with the organization, you know, and, she, and the mere fact she's been hurt and she's been pregnant the last couple of years. So you know, you have that going on because you know she's one of the few women in the league that actually likes dudes. So y'all, like, I get what you're saying, but I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call her a bust. But I do think it's time for uh, Dallas to move on from her. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, ultimately, too, because I, they got him Goomba Wale, so you know. It's, yeah, it's that, that's that's her team now. That's her team now. Um, the other thing, uh, looking at it, um, I think I'm trying to think of a an NBA comparison for like a a, te- a guy that's a good player, but he's just not going to win you a championship. Kyle Lowry. Um. Yeah, but not as significantly labeled with the choke gene. Well, I wouldn't even say choke gene. She wasn't. Yeah, because she's a, not a choker. She, she just, just hasn't been there. Yeah, she hasn't been there, and there's not like a lot of. But no, I mean. But then, know. but then again, like I said, that a lot of that has to do with the organization. The mere fact that you know the, this organization couldn't keep Chris on Paul. The, huh? Chris she's Paul. like she's like Chris Paul. Yeah, she doesn't she doesn't get to the championship. Uh, but she's, she's had a lot of injury issues, and she's an amazing talent. She's an amazing talent. Yeah, um, I like. Yeah, a lot of that's on her, but a lot of that's on the organization. The mere fact that they couldn't work it out with Liz Kane Badge and get her to stay there—that's an indictment on them. Absolutely. How do I you like, not? How do you, how you not keep that woman? Yeah, she's incredible. But so, you know, but she wanted to leave. I like. That's an indictment on the organization, not Skylar. So I, I get what you're saying, but I knew that going in. Like Elena Deladon and and uh, Brittany Griner were significantly more the bet was significantly better, and they were going to change life for any franchise they were going to be in. Like Brittany Griner was a champion within like her second year. Yeah, I mean, there's certain there's certain players like that that are, you, that come out like you know that they're going to be like you know, and they have this kind of like you know, like Brianna Stewart was one yeah. of those for Seattle. Like mm-hmm. you knew that. You know, and God, that that sucked oh, dick that yeah. she got hurt this yeah. year. But she she immediately flipped this franchise yeah. into, you know, which granted, obviously, Sue Bird's still there. Yeah, and stuff, I like, but, like, that team was already a powerhouse. I like, you know, Sue, Bo- Sue Bird and Lauren Jackson. Were yeah, yeah, for sure. But that's what I'm saying, like... But they got him back up because you know aging yeah, Super Bird. Yeah, they they were they were dipping down, down. and she flipped them right right back right, right right back into stuff. You know, so, so yeah. But I I would I was kind of compared to because uh, that's the main knock on Becky Hammond. But the thing was with Becky was Becky Hammond was able to get to a final. She just didn't bring the chip. You know, and I'm not gonna uh, compare on Skylar to Becky because Becky to me is a better player. That's what know? I'm saying. Like Chris Paul, I felt yeah. like was a good comparison. And, like, and, and Becky hit big time shots. That's why they call her Big Shot Becky. Yeah. You know, and she was a floor general as she was probably as good a floor general at court at, at point guard as I've ever seen a woman be a floor general. Yeah. You know, maybe I've seen maybe Cynthia Cooper was probably better. Yeah. You know, but like as far as like being a floor general and getting everybody where they need to be, I like, you know, there was nobody better at that than Becky Hammond. So, yeah, like as far as being a bus, I like as far as championships and not bringing the chip, yeah, but as far as like the overall talent and player, no. Because with those two ladies, it's not like they were drafted after her. They were drafted before her. You yeah. know, you knew what they were getting. I like, and if, the, and if the Wings had that choice, they would have chose either one of them before they would have chose Skyler. Yeah, and I guess it's also kind of like, it's also kind of like comparing um, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade. Yeah. And then you have Carmelo and Anthony. Yeah. It's kind of like that, too. Mm-hmm. You know, which I'm not saying that Dwayne Wade's a better player than Carmelo and Anthony necessarily. Yeah. 
I'm just saying that, like, hey, these are guys that went won championships, and, and, and they also had better situations. Like, yeah, I, I was sitting there, like, well, Elena Deladon, like, well, Elena Deladon won it out of Chicago. That was a terrible situation, and she went to, to Washington, which to prove like to be to be great for her. Uh, Brittany Griner was in a great situation because you you was there with Diana Taurasi. Taurasi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you immediately were put in a success. Like was, Diana Taurasi was. Still one of the top players in the league, mm-hmm. and she—I think she was either hurt or she didn't play that year because she played in overseas. Uh-huh. I think that's what happened with her. So that's why they—they they took a dive. Then whenever she came back, it was just instant title. You know, yeah. at that time, Diana, Diana Taurasi was still probably one of the best players in the league, at least yeah. top five, top ten. Yeah, so exactly. she was in a position to succeed immediately. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that's just how it goes sometimes. But yeah, I, I really appreciate these WNBA questions, ladies. I, I didn't know as many ladies watched it. I listened to this show, so I really appreciate it. Continue to do that. Uh, next question comes from Vinny from New York. He was like, hey, guys, he said, I heard Leonard uh, Williams was in trade rumors or in talks. What do you think his value would be in it, and, and if anybody should trade for him? That's, that's an interesting question, actually. Well, like, I've heard about that. My thing is, all right, he's been less than impressive. My thing is... A, if a team knows that we're not going to resign him and if they want him that bad, they'll just try to get him in free agency. Yeah, I agree because I don't think he's he, – He's not going to change life for your squad. I think this is a thing where, like, if you had a – okay, if Seattle hadn't managed to get Jadavian Clown. Yeah. You have a team like that that – But Jadavian's better than Leonard, though. Oh, absolutely. But, like, what my point being is, like, you have a team that doesn't have a significant pass rush yeah. threat, which you know Seattle yeah. Seattle didn't have that because you know they they got rid of uh, what's his face, didn't they? Or did they trade for? I don't remember what they did exactly, but this off season, yeah, but uh, uh, that Clark guy. Yeah, did Frank, they t- Frank Clark? They they got Frank Clark, or did no, they Frank got, Clark go to the Chiefs from Seattle? I can't. No, remember. they got D Ford. They got D Ford. That's what it was. Yeah. Okay, so basically they go and get Jadavian Clowney, though. That's the moral of the story. And uh, so you have a franchise like that that like was like, hey, this is a glaring hole. Like, okay, so if the Panthers hadn't drafted Brian Burns and needed a guy, maybe a franchise like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you, like just a team that clearly was like, man, their defense is pretty good. But their pass rush is very like it's just lacking. Yeah, you know. And the thing is, I like if I'm Packers if I, teams of the past. Yeah, that um, they could have used that. My thing is, Leonard Williams has lost so much weight over the years that he looks like a fucking linebacker now. Like he looks considerably small. He looks like a he doesn't look like a defensive type tackle, which is what the fuck we drafted him for. Yeah, you know. So I'm just kind of and people want to make excuses for him saying he's doubled and triple team. Like no, he hasn't really been doubled and triple team because if that was the case, you know, why isn't anybody? Coming, uh, like you know, eating and popping off like that. So yeah, well, because like that's an Aaron the, Well, and that was one of the reasons why y'all took Quinn and Williams. Yeah, too, uh, because Leonard, Leonard hasn't been that great for y'all. And the other thing, outside like his first two years, I like he hadn't been great for us. Yeah, and you know that's the thing too, man. Is um, you know, if a dude is legitimately getting double teamed, like every play. It creates so many opportunities for, for the other guys. So, and you don't see that. And the thing is, so it's one of the things that's annoying about playing the Vikings. You have to pick your poison. Do we want to focus on Everson Griffin or do we want to focus on Danielle Hunter? Because whichever one we don't focus on is going to fucking terrorize us 
in this game. Mm-hmm. And then there's also Linval Joseph, who legitimately requires a double team because he's so strong. Yeah. If you don't do it, he's probably going to fucking whoop your guard's ass mm-hmm. and get in the backfield. So, these are all dudes that are taking pressure off of each other and putting pressure on the other team's offensive line simultaneously. Yeah. So, that's what that should look like, you know. And if you have a dude that's legit, like, again, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald creates opportunities along the other part of the Rams' defense. For line. everybody. Yeah, because he's demanding a double team. Grady Jarrett creates opportunities for Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley for mm-hmm. the Falcons. Like, you know, um, DeForest Buckner creates opportunities. That, that D-line creates for each other. That yeah, that's D-line what I'm saying. Great. But that's what double teams, yeah. like, if a, if a guy's legitimately getting double teamed, Leonard, but where are these opportunities yeah, for, for everybody else? That's exactly. What, that's what I was saying. So I feel like Leonard used to be my guy. I still love Leonard, but I think his time in New York has passed. He just, he just didn't, he just wasn't that guy. And that just, man, maybe you just need to change the scenery. You know, we're not necessarily the best franchise, and he'll probably go somewhere to kill it. You know, I hope the best for him, but I know as far as he doesn't fit what we do anymore. Yeah. Yeah, you know, he doesn't fit this culture anymore. So, so I, like, if I'm Todd Bowles, I try to uh, take a call out, Bruce. Uh, getting Bruce Arians here and try to call him getting that Tampa defense. Yeah, maybe. You know, so, like, you know, they got a lot of good pieces that he can flourish there. So, if I'm Todd ta- Bowles, I'll probably try to I'll probably try to uh, get in Bruce Arians here and do that. But, you know, if I'm anybody in the league, I wouldn't do it. You no, know, and this is coming from a Jets fan. So, like, it, that that benefits nobody but us. And and whenever that happens, nobody's going to take that. Bet. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, yeah, but that's the end of our show. Uh, the Today, the ALDS and uh, NLCS. You got the Yankees and you got the. I have you know, like the I, the national. I have the I have the Cardinals actually winning this fucking game. Really? Yeah. Um, Even the douche like you know, that'll make that douchebag Cardinals fan happy, I guess. I think they'll win one and then they'll fucking lose the next one. That's what I think will happen. No, mm-hmm. um, no, nah, nah, you know what? Fuck it. Cardinals are getting swept. Fuck it. Nah, I don't want to give them any credit. Fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. You fuck know. them. Fuck them and fuck, fuck you, Trevor, from St. Louis. So. <laughs> oh, man. So you got that going on. Remember, AEW Dynamite and NXT will be on tomorrow. Uh, Thursday Night Football. Ain't nobody care. I like and Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football. Um, uh, preseason basketball is about to end. Yeah, preseason basketball. Regular bas- basketball is about to start up. Um, there's also uh, hockey. Going on right now, yes. which has been a lot of fun to watch. Uh, early, early hockey's great. Uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, I like it for anime fans. My Hero Academia just started. Yep, yep, yep. And that's true. You know what I'm saying I like, I like anybody that's metal fans like me. Like Baby Metal's new album came out uh, this uh, this past week. It's, it slaps. So, oh, oh yeah, and Food Wars comes out. Nice. It should come out probably the end of October, but I haven't heard anything. But I know it's supposed to be in October. Yeah. October, but enjoy my Hero Academia. I'm not gonna wait. I'm gonna wait till like builds up a couple of episodes and watch it at my new house. Good call. Good that, call. That, that's what I'll probably do. But you can follow us at, on Twitter. I'm at DX Heartbreak Kid, all caps two Ks. He's at the arcade, all caps under. Uh, R underscore K E Y D. You can like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash scoreboard 808. And you can listen to us anywhere you can listen to a fucking podcast. Like, you know, whether it's Anchor, you know, uh, Spotify, or like Breaker, Apple Pod, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Anywhere. Or like, you can even still listen to us on Podomatic, even though, even though. 
we probably won't be with them for too much longer. You know, I'll probably write a column about about that, uh, you know, stating why. But you know, that's still our home for now. So you know, you can listen to us in a whole bunch of different places. So you guys be safe, you guys be good, and you guys be productive. We'll see you back better than ever next week. Peace out. Later, guys.